Broadcasting from Charlotte, North Carolina on Sports Byline USA. Uniting sports fans everywhere, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. I'm not sure that God really cares about my comfort or my happiness so much as he does my holiness and my surrender to him. For the next hour, we will unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I think if we're going to get to our full potential in anything, um, it's going to require community around us. Bringing you high energy and thought-provoking sports talk with a purpose. You're going to be defined as a man, as a husband, as a father. When you take the uniform off, who is that guy? Now, from his mic to your ears, this is Bryce Johnson. Welcome to Unpacking It, where we unpack sports, faith, and life with intriguing guests from the sports and entertainment world. I'm Bryce Johnson. So glad to be with you today. We've got a fun show in store as we'll be joined by two NFL players, two young guys, actually both from the AFC West. And first up, we'll be joined by an offensive lineman with the L.A. Chargers. His name is Spencer Drango, and we're going to talk all about his young career and his his new team, the L.A. Chargers, but also his time with the Cleveland Browns, and he was a part of that team that only won one game in two years. And so we'll ask him what that experience was like and, and how his, his faith has grown uh, during his, his life and, and specifically throughout his NFL career as well. And then in just a little bit, we'll welcome on Derek Noddy. He's a defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs and had a really nice rookie season. And, and so we'll, we'll catch up with him and, and hear a little bit about his family's story. His parents are from Nigeria, and, and we'll ask him his, his perspective on growing up and, and the impact that they've had on his life and, and continue to have on him. And so uh, we've got a great show in store. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can also email me, Bryce, at unpackingit.com. And then later on, at the end of the show, we'll do our segment, Unpack This. I've got some thoughts on Todd Gurley and the Rams' approach to his workload and and sharing it amongst other running backs and, and really helping Todd Gurley and his knee. And so we'll get into that in just a little bit. Spencer Drango joins us next right here on Unpacking It, Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Thanks so much for joining us here on Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. We're unpacking sports, faith, and life. Derek Noddy, defensive tackle from the Kansas City Chiefs, will join us in just a little bit. And then we'll talk about the L.A. Rams and Todd Gurley toward the end of the show as well. And joining us now 
is Spencer Drango, an offensive lineman with the L.A. Chargers. He also spent two seasons with the Cleveland Browns after being selected by them in the fifth round of the 2016 NFL Draft. He played his college football at Baylor, where he was a two-time All-American and a two-time Big 12 Offensive Lineman of the Year. He joins us to talk faith, football, and life. Spencer, thanks so much for joining us. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me on. All right. Well, we're excited to, to hear a little bit about your story, and, and we'll start, though, uh, talking a little football. And, and of course, uh, teams have OTAs going on right now. So, so how have things been going with the Chargers? What, what's the atmosphere like uh, with, with the OTAs and, and this year's team? Man, things have been going great out here. Um, you know, we got a hungry team this year after, you know, we had one playoff win last year um, and unfortunately lost in the, in the second round of the Patriots who went on to win it but you know we're, we're hungry and we're ready to get back out there and you know give another shot yeah so so based on that that playoff loss uh, you know everybody is is used to to losing to the Patriots but but what was the the, the takeaway from that loss and, and what kind of drives that that hunger for the Chargers this year yeah you know it's been a uh it, it, it was a tough loss because you know we did some things where we should have uh where we thought we could have done a lot better at but um you know you live and learn and um, next time you're in that situation, you, you got to do better. And that's what we plan on doing. And so, um, you know, that's definitely been kind of a driving factor for us this year is um, to not repeat the past in that aspect. No, that's great. Really strong point there by Spencer Drango here on Unpacking It. And I'm, I'm curious to hear your perspective on head coach Anthony Lynn. And he's, he's really done a great job just kind of taking the Chargers to the next level the last couple of years. What, what's he like playing for and, and what kind of leader – is he in the locker room? Oh, Coach Lund's an amazing coach to play for. He truly is a player's coach. Um, you know, likes taking care of us. And, um, you know, the guys want to play for him. And that's one of the best parts about it is having a coach you want to play for. And not just, you know, a lot of guys are in the league. Um, you know, it's a, it's a job for a lot of guys. Most everyone loves it. Some guys do it because they're good at it. Um, but having an extra aspect of, you know, it's, it's fun to play. It's a great coach to play for, a great organization to be a part of. Um, it's kind of like icing on the cake. That, that's awesome. So, so you're in the middle of, of OTAs, and then, of course, minicamp comes up in, in just a little bit, but then you, you will get a break before training camp. So do you have anything planned for the, the summer, anything you're, you're looking forward to? Uh, I'll be headed back to Dallas. Uh, I train in North Dallas in the Frisco area, which is nice. You know, I've been doing that for a couple of years now, so – good to get back home i'm from texas originally uh you know grew up in austin so always fun to get back to the heartland of, of uh you know texas that's great so let, let let's go there for uh for a moment we're talking with spencer drango here on unpacking it so you grow up in texas and you end up playing your college football at baylor so so how did you you choose baylor there were there were other uh, schools that that were interested in you uh but but how did you you land uh, on baylor um, so ultimately it came down to three schools. Um, one was obviously Baylor. The second was Stanford and the third was university of Texas. And so it, it kind of, I grew up in Austin. So I was a huge UT fan growing up, you know, always wanted to go there. Mm. Uh, but that offer came about two weeks before signing and I've already committed to Baylor oh. uh, for about a year at that point. And so what ended up happening was, you know, it was a tough decision, but it came down to, like separating the fan and myself and the, the player mm. and what the best spot for the player would be. And it turned out to be Baylor, you know, and the kind of the deciding factor for that was 
Baylor, uh, excuse me, UT and Stanford had already been at the top. They've already been national spotlight, national champs, won the division, or excuse me, the conference. And Baylor really hadn't. And so for me, it was it was more a part of being a part of building a tradition and not just jumping on with one. Not saying that's anything wrong with that, but for me, I just wanted to help you know lay the foundation for a great tradition. Yeah, you had you had a very successful career there, and and so as you look back at those college years, not only on the field but but off the field as well, what what comes to mind as far as you know kind of takeaways or or what kind of impact did those years have on you as as a football player, but also as a man? Uh, as a football player, I mean, it was it was awesome. Went in, I was there for five years, and was in my time there, we won fifty games, and so that's. Um, an accomplishment itself right there. And so that was, that itself was, it was awesome. Um, but as a man, you know, going to a Christian university was important to me. Faith is all through the university. You're, you know, you're required to take chapel if you go to Baylor, which is kind of fun, uh, kind of cool. It's a good time to go to chapel there. Um, and other religion classes are thrown in. Um, the faith of the team was really strong. Um, we had a great chaplain, Wes Erie. Uh, and, you know, also the leader of our FDA there, which I was pretty involved with as well. So, you know, just those things, being able to be around a group of guys that were like-minded always strengthens faith, you know. Before every game, uh, we usually do like a prayer group where we get together, I don't know, 30 minutes or so, hmm. kind of the night before a game, and just kind of go around and talk about people's prayer needs or whatever they needed, you know. So it was, it was a really good time and, you know, got close with a lot of good people. That's awesome. Spencer Drango, our guest right now on Unpacking It, played his college football at Baylor and now uh, is an offensive lineman with the L.A. Chargers. And, and so you, you talk about this you know, season of your life. You're in college and, and you're surrounded by, by like-minded people. How much of that have you now kind of taken into the NFL and, and incorporated the best you can as far as you know, surrounding yourself with, with those types of guys or, or bringing – you know, uh, the faith side of things into your football career, a little bit easier at a Christian school. Uh, so what has that transition been like for you into the NFL? It's actually been a really great transition. Um, you know, there's a lot of, lot of guys with faith on the team. And, you know, we meet. Um, we're Actually, right now we're doing, well, there's probably nine of us going through um, the book of John right now. So, you know, just doing four chapters a week and just kind of unpacking it and seeing what's in there and learning from it. So it's been really cool. I mean, even at the Browns, we had Bible study every week. We had great chaplain, uh, Robert Brooks at the Browns. And then here we got uh, a great chaplain too. And it's been really, really, really cool just to be able to continue that, that faith walk in sports. Pretty all that I am to God, um, you know, he, he blessed me with the abilities to do what I do and I can't thank him enough for it. And he put me where I am today. So I, I can't, you know, all glory to him. Amen. I'm right there with you. Well, it, it's cool to hear that, that you've been able to, to find, you know, these opportunities and, and being able to find other teammates to, to you know, go through John together uh, is, is pretty sweet. So I love hearing that. But, but at the same time, just the, the overall step for you into the NFL, in what ways has being an NFL player challenged your faith and and then kind of specifically maybe what are some ways that that it's actually grown your faith uh it, it's challenging because it we do play a sport but it is still a job it is a business mm. on this side of things and so a lot of people kind of don't know that you know oh it's you know there's only 53 guys plus a 10-man practice squad that makes the team every year that's right and so you know one of the things for me it 
patience, perseverance. You know, you really got to rely on God because, uh, you know, after two years with the Browns and going through a third camp, I was released and kind of sitting at home waiting on a phone call for, mm. for about two weeks. Mm. Uh, I had a few workouts here and there, but, you know, that was, that was trying. One of my favorite verses is Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. Seek his way in all you do, and he shall light the way of your path. So that in itself, I never have to worry because I've always got him with me. He's always looking out for me. He's got a plan set out for my life. And if I just trust in that plan, I know everything's going to work out great. Amen. We're going to take a quick break, but we are just getting started with Spencer Drango, offensive lineman with the L.A. Chargers. And he started his career with the Cleveland Browns. So when we come back, I'm going to ask him what it was like playing on those teams that only won one game in two years. What was the locker room like? What was it like being a teammate? And and I actually, I, I know the answer, and I think you'll be surprised with what he has to say. So we'll come back right here on Unpacking It. We're unpacking sports, faith, and life. I'm Bryce Johnson. Thanks for being with us. Intriguing guests and inspiring conversations. This is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. Welcome back to Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. We're unpacking sports, faith, and life. You can check out our website, unpackingit.com. You can also email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com, and always love to hear from you. And, and be sure to subscribe to our weekday email devotional that we call Unpack This. And you can subscribe for free on our website, unpackingit.com. And we'll do the radio version of Unpack This in just a little bit. And I've got some thoughts on the L.A. Rams, Todd Gurley, and their strategy for how many carries he's going to have this season and, and lessening the workload that, that he might have this year. So a lot to get to with that. But let's continue our conversation with Offensive lineman Spencer Drango from the L.A. Chargers. And, and so you mentioned being released by Cleveland. And, and so you, you spent a couple seasons with them. You actually you were able to play pretty quickly into your rookie season. You started some games. You, you filled in for the great Joe Thomas. Uh, but you also experienced losing a, a lot of games in, in Cleveland. So, so how do you describe that experience with the Browns? Um. You know, first of all, I'm grateful they gave me the opportunity uh, to be there. Um, you know, that's all anyone can ask for is a chance, uh, especially in, in the profession that I've chose, chosen to go to. But also, you know, like you said, uh, I was able to start 18, 19 games due to injury over two years, nine of which were for Joe Thomas, which was unbelievably humbling. Uh, having him there was awesome, though, because he's one of the best coaches around because he's done it all. You know, if, if you're having trouble with something, you know, you go to him, it's having an extra coach on the sideline and on the field, which is always a great thing. So no, but I, I was grateful for the opportunity to play, but losing does, it does stink. I was there for the two years that they won one game over two years. Uh, actually the one win was against the chargers, which was kind of funny. Oh, that is funny. Um, ironic, <laughs> uh, but perseverance was the main thing, especially coming out of high school where we won a lot of games coming out of Baylor. where, Like I mentioned before, we won 50 games in five years and so 
I wasn't used to losing, and I don't think you ever want to get used to losing. You want to use it as a motivator for sure, uh, and that's what we all tried to do. And it was pretty. We were all. It's not like we wanted to lose. Um, everyone stuck together, which is something that was really cool to see as well. You know, you didn't have anybody just kind of shut it down and, and blow off everything. Well, we've lost all these games. I'm just going to check out for the season. Everyone was, you know, stuck to it and wanted to get that win and wanted to play. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it, it was tough. Um, but again, having, having those guys of faith around me and everyone going through the same thing and rowing the boat in the right direction uh, made it a lot easier. Yeah, well, that, no, that's so cool to hear. That's a good perspective because even a, a lot of times we'll, we'll hear about the, the faith of a team that is having a ton of success or, or, you know, when guys are going on a great run and whether college football or the NFL or, or you name it, we'll, we'll hear those stories. But I'm just curious, here you are, two seasons with the Browns, only win one game, yet you say, hey, these guys stuck together. We, we had men of faith that were, were rallying around each other. How how does that how does that happen? And and in some ways, it's almost you know surprising to hear that. But then at the same time, it's like, well, yeah, we we trust God during the the down seasons and the the successful seasons of life, and that's that's why we're so thankful to have Jesus and to be able to rely on Him. So so I don't know. I just I'd love to hear even kind of more about that and just your your experience with that. Yeah, no, um, it was it was a lot of the leadership of the team. Um, which consequently were the, the spiritual leaders of the team as well. You know, those, the, the guys who were, who were leading the huddles were also the guys who were out there leading the, the prayer groups and, and um, you know, the Bible studies and everything like that. So I think that went pretty close hand in hand, um, why we were able to stick together so well. And, you know, uh, part of it is everyone here, everyone there was a competitor. No one wanted to lose. So do you want to snap the streak and keep playing to not, get you know zero wins unfortunately we weren't able to do that um my second year there but you know it happens and i think they're in a because of what happened and everything that's transpired to their sense i think they're in a much better spot they've done excellent in the draft and free agencies over the last couple of years so um you know they're they're going to be a team to to look out for in that afc north Absolutely. They're, they're turning the corner, it, it appears to, to be the case. And so uh, we're excited for you, though. Spencer Drango, offensive lineman with the L.A. Chargers. And uh, after spending a couple seasons with the Browns, uh, now he's been in L.A. And, and so you, you've talked about your, your faith. I'm, I'm curious, at, at what point in your life did God become personal? And, and, and when did you really start to understand what it means to, to, to follow Jesus and, and, and pursue him uh, in, in all areas of your life? Yeah, um, it's a great question. For me, I, I you know, I, I grew up in church, grew up Catholic, so going to church with my parents, uh, you know, sang a little bit in the choir. Uh, my mom was big in the choir. She still sings today at our, at our home church. So, you know, that was a big influence on me as well. But for me, it was probably my confirmation because I was baptized when I was really little. You know, that wasn't necessarily my choice. Um, you know, as I was growing up, it, it going to church and everything it finally was like all right confirmation kind of was like all right this is your choice what do you want to do and, and so i was like well yeah i want a relationship with god and jesus and so that's kind of what i pursued you know and then from there uh high school furthered even more with fca i was a um a huddle leader in fca and so that was a huge part of um my development as, as well in high school was just I learned so much um, through FCA going to camps um, and just even in the, the small groups and huddles that we had was just a really good the chance to, to be around in fellowship. 
That's awesome. Very cool. Spencer Drango, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And so then as, as far as kind of this season of your, your life, what has God been teaching you or, or revealing to you or, or what have you been maybe focusing on most recently? Um, for me, it's, it's, it is still patience um, and just uncertainty. You know, and you have to trust the Lord with all your heart, and I, I, you have to do it daily, honestly, because it could be you're here one day and gone the next, not just in life but in, in football. So you, know, you could be bouncing around from team to team to team and finally find a spot to fit. So you just have to have patience and, and, and perseverance as well. So it, it's, it seems like an easy lesson to learn, but it, it's one that just takes time, and you got to just keep going back to it every day, you know, for sure. And, you know, every – Every time you step on the field, it's a blessing. Um, That's right. You know, you're not guaranteed another breath on this earth, but you're not guaranteed another play on the field. And you hope you can you can pick your own end. Mm. Um, is ultimately the the career goal of a football player is deciding when you want to finish and not having that decided for you. Just trusting that even if it does happen, you know, even if it does end when I don't want it to, that it's all for a reason and a plan. And it, it's it's tough to go through sometimes, you know, because you don't want it to, but it's not really up to you most times. You know, there's a higher power at work, and you just got to go with it. So, There you go. Absolutely. Spencer Drango, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And, man, really just appreciate you uh, yeah, just sharing your, your heart and, and, and being willing to uh, just kind of let, let us into uh, your faith journey. And, and so it's really cool to hear. And, and so as we, we wrap up, though, we'll, we'll transition a little bit just to uh, just a couple fun kind of quick questions. We, we call it tap drill. And uh, and so we'll just we'll just tap around a few a few of these questions real quickly. So you, you mentioned you grew up in Texas. You you lived in Cleveland when you're playing with, playing with the Browns. Now you're in LA. What's the the maybe one thing you love most about each city? Ooh, great question. Uh, well, LA is the weather. You can't be 72 and sunny all year round. <laughs> Cleveland, uh, honestly, the food. Uh, oh. Cleveland had a great food scene. You know, if you knew where to go and knew where to look, you could always find something really, really good to eat. And then Austin, uh, man, Austin's home. That's the thing I love about it. No matter Texas is home, no matter where I go, you're going to have that Southern hospitality. That, that's good stuff. So, of course, you're a, you're a big offensive lineman. So, so what food do you eat the most of? Oh, I eat everything. Um, <laughs> that's probably why I got so big. <laughs> um, no, but probably my favorite food, uh, I do love a nice, steak probably a ribeye mm. or uh some chicken wings nice very delicious yeah oh. <laughs> so who was your favorite athlete growing up athlete i was actually born in indianapolis so i gotta go with uh Peyton manning nice i'm right there with you all right what about the last movie that you saw oh man uh i want to say it was avengers endgame okay which was a while ago i need to see some more there's a bunch of new ones out that's right. Now it's the summer, so now, now we get to catch up on some movies. What about your favorite music that, that you've been listening to these days? I'm a, huge, I'm a big country fan, but I actually usually keep it on uh, the message in my, in my car, Sirius XM. Oh, yeah. No, I love, love the message, and our, our show's on Sirius XM, so, uh, yeah, big supporter of uh, the message for sure. All right, what about uh, your favorite sport to watch besides football? Ooh, probably basketball. It's just a pace and, and, and fun to watch. I can watch baseball, but I got to be there in person. Yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you as well. All right, last one. Uh, take us into a huddle with Philip Rivers. What What's it like? Give us a, a some sort of element from that 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 time in the huddle with Philip Rivers. 
Uh, just energy. I mean, he's, he is anything that you've seen him on, you know, on the field is him. He's just a high energy guy, super competitive, hates to lose at anything and a really, really strong Christian. And so, you know, he, he's got nine kids right now. I don't know how many more he's going to get, but you know, he's, he's just, he's a great dad and a great coach and player on the field. So it's, he's just a really great guy to be around. That That's awesome. That that might be the line of the, the interview. He's got nine kids and I don't know how many more he's going to have. Wow. That's uh that's great. I mean, yeah, it, it's crazy. <laughs> that's cool. Well, well, Spencer, man, th- thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having some, some fun with us and uh, really cool to, to hear your story and, and, and wish you the best uh, during the, the OTAs and, and mini camp and training camp and, and an awesome season uh, ahead with the Chargers. So, so really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Really appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Brian. He's Spencer Drango, offensive lineman from the L.A. Chargers. We'll switch to the defensive side of the ball right after this with Derek Nottie from the Kansas City Chiefs right here on Unpacking It. Going beyond the field, this is Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA. Hey, hey, it's Bryce Johnson, and it is time to start thinking about the upcoming fantasy football season. And good news, Unpacking It Ministries has a resource for you that will take you from the draft all the way through the championship. Order your Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook today, and each week, read about a fantasy concept and how it relates to the Bible and our own lives. It's designed for your league to discuss at weekly league meetings, on the phone, or in person. The FFF Playbook will add more meaning and purpose to the fantasy season and add value to your league. Grow in your faith, build deeper relationships with other owners in the league, and make more of your fantasy season. Join us at FantasyFootballFellowship.org and find all the details and order the FFF Playbook today. That's fantasyfootballfellowship.org. Bringing you unique insight into the faith and character of guests from the sports world. Welcome back to Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson. It's Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. Check out our website, unpackingit.com. We stay in the AFC West with our next guest, and joining us now is Derek Noddy, a defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. He played in college at Florida State and was taken in the third round of the 2018 NFL Draft. During his rookie season, he started 11 games in the regular season and both playoff games. He was born and raised in Virginia and is of Nigerian descent. He is also the youngest of seven siblings. He joins us to unpack football, faith, and life. Derek, thanks so much for joining us on Unpacking It. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Can't complain. Doing pretty well. All right. Well, of course, the, the Chiefs are in the middle of, of OTAs. So how have, how have they been for you personally and, and how you feeling about the team? Well, personally, I've been pretty much – I feel like I've been doing pretty great. Um, a lot of big adjustments uh, defensive-wise. We got a whole, whole different defensive scheme. And I feel like everybody's adjusting to it very well. Um, 
overall, I feel like the old teams really spot on. Like we not we're not even missing. It's like we're still in the regular season in a sense. Okay, so you guys, because you guys are picking up from a, a really successful season last year and, and, and went deep into the playoffs. And, and so, what was kind of the, the mindset heading into the offseason and, and now getting everybody back together to, to gear up to, to make another run? Uh, it's kind of kind of pretty, pretty straightforward. It's just really just pick up where we left off, correct, um, correct any mistakes we had during the season. Like, really, critique anything that we can critique when it comes to just any blemishes we have and just keep it rolling and just really act as a collaborant of men where you really got to you gotta do your part, pretty much. You got to be very accountable and dependable for things you got to do. Absolutely. Derek Noddy, our guest right now on Unpacking It, defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. And so you're heading into year number two. So, so how different is your mindset, perspective, and, and just kind of your approach compared to this time last year when you were a rookie? Well, last year I was, I was still learning, still trying to adjust the whole NFL lifestyle when it's just practice-wise. Um, my first coming in, everything was really, really fast to me, and so it took me a little bit of a while to really get used to it. Now that I've gone through a year in the NFL, I feel like things are slowing down um, a little bit for me. I'm there, things really adjusting a lot quicker, a lot quicker for me. And this year, I've had more confidence in my game. Interesting. Yeah. What What all led to to having more confidence? I mean, it just came to just um, pretty much reps, from mental reps, mental reps, and physical reps, just from the games I played, uh, the practices I've been went, I've been through. That's awesome. So what kind of advice do you have maybe for this year's rookies, or was there something that you wish you knew heading into your first year? One, study your playbook as fast as you can. Um, really listen to the advice that the vets give you because they're not going to shoot so they anything. They've all been through the same process, so they know what they're talking about. Um, be coachable. That's number one. Be mm. coachable because no one knows everything. Mm. So the more you, more you, the more you learn, the more you can adapt to any other type of changes. Type of changes. That's good advice just for, for life. Derek Noddy, our guest right now on Unpacking It. Be coachable, be teachable. Uh, that, that's really good stuff. So, uh, of course, you're, you're playing on the defensive side of the ball, and, and you're going up against Patrick Mahomes in practice, who, who last year, of course, had a, just an incredible season and, and really burst onto the scene. And so what makes him so tough to slow down as a defender, as, as someone who sees him every day? Oh, it is like he knows he plays the game very, very well. For one, the way he throws the ball is really doesn't make sense at all. Hmm. And I just I'm he's on my side because I probably <laughs> lose my mind when I play against him. Man, no, I still got to be tough just uh, facing him every day. Well, okay, so you guys are, you got you wrap up OTAs, you have mini camp, and then uh, of course you'll you'll get a little bit of time off before training camp. So, so what do you have planned for the summer, and, and what do you enjoy doing in your downtime? Well, I mean, in this time, in this time, I'm really gonna be, I'm gonna be proud to be back home, uh, Virginia. I'll be working out, as well as uh, a few events I'll be partaking in. Some little camps that I volunteer in. Um, the whole, there's this camp that um, that Mike Tomlin, the head coach, the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers, he does every year back home. And ever since last year, I've been volunteering for it. I'm going to do it the same thing this year. Great. What, what's that all about? 
Uh, really, it's just uh, a lot of a lot of things. It's always a, a big turnaround. Then when it comes to that July weekend, there's little seminars from just things about mental health. Uh, player like it's a player seminar for players that have been in the league or are in the league. Pretty much saying like how how it kind of goes down the league. Things to really worry about from not even just football, just things off the field. We give out meals for um kids, families, things like that, as well as uh, a camp for for kids in high school just to show their abilities and just compete. That that's neat. So, of course, you know you're going into year number two. But but what has this been like for you being an NFL player and now having this opportunity? to give back and, and stepping into this role of a role model. What, what's that, that process been like for you? I mean, I've been trying to be this type of figure ever since I was in college. When I was at Florida State, they kind of really hammered on how much it really means to really help out in the community, especially your own communities, because they're, the they're the people, the ones that really helped you in your, on your journey. So by all means, you might as well help out people that try to help you out when you were. And I always told myself growing up, I always wanted to help out anybody had a chance to. Oh, that that's awesome, man. So glad that you're doing that. Derek Noddy, our guest right now on Unpacking It, a defensive tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs, heading into his second season with the team. And and I'd love to talk about your journey and, and one of the the parts of your bio that, that jump out to me the most is, is the fact that you were the youngest of seven siblings growing up. So so what what kind of impact did that have on you and and, and contribute to who you are today? Well, for starters, a lot of it really thanks to my father. Um, for him, I really don't think I, have, I would have this type of mindset because for him, for one, he always still just how important education was mm. and just not, don't settle for average. Try to go above average. Like, for instance, while I was in elementary school, every time I get a C or anything like that, my dad would look at me dead in the eyes with son. It's not okay to have a C. A C means see ya. There's going to be someone <laughs> way better than a C. And it hurt my soul every time he told me that. <laughs> oh. But I really carried on and everything I, I did from school to football because I always try to better myself. Even if I felt like I had a good day at practice or a good game, I would always go back and review and see if there's anything I could have gotten better. That's cool. So as far as your, your six brothers and sisters, did they play sports? And, and, and as you were growing up, looking up to them, what was that dynamic like? With them? A lot of things I just wanted to play football just to play with my brothers. Hmm. They're they're the like two of my brothers that played football in my local high school Ocean Lakes, and I just wanted to, I really just wanted to play with them because like when we were little kids playing backyard football like in the neighborhood, like I was always a dude that no one really wanted to be on their teams. I was be always on the sidelines just drinking the water, and <laughs> in, the back, in my back of my mind I just kind of just always want to play with my brothers. Thankfully I got the I got the chance to do it. Um, my freshman year in high school when my brother was a senior. Derek Noddy, our guest right now on Unpacking It. And the other cool part of your story is, is the fact that your parents, they came to America from Nigeria back in the 60s. And, and so you were born here in America. But, but what influence did their story of perseverance have on you? Well, a lot of things that my dad told me. But one thing, one thing I know for sure about my father, he can tell stories. So I mean, stories... 
I mean, you got Cancel Day, he's gonna tell you some stories. <laughs> so everything he always tells me, everything he always tells me is always there's always a meaning purpose to the story and it always it's always something that sticks to me every time he gives me some little speech of his stories. But um a lot of things he always told me is like even if things are going bad, just really just keep keep working. Because at the end of the day, if you keep doing what you got, if you keep doing what you have to do, and things you got to do, things should things should turn out there. That's awesome. So part of that was when they first came over here, they 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 survived on two thousand dollars for the whole year, and and so how does knowing that affect your your view of money and and really especially now that you're an NFL player, knowing what your parents went through to to even set you up to be able to be in this position as an NFL player? Honestly, I'm probably one of the cheapest person people I've met in my life. <laughs> I'm uh, right there with you. Just, just for one of those reasons, I'm really stingy just, just to be smart with my money. Just because, like, literally every time I – if there's any type, type of purchase I make that's kind of a big purchase, I'm always just thinking about I'm like, do I really need this? Do I, is, it, is it a want or a need? Is it really a necessity? If it's just one, I'm like, I can wait till later. Things like that. So, like, anything. From, even from, like, if I'm going to get a plane ticket, I'm like, okay, what's up, what's up price can I get? And let's see if I can get cheap price. I already know I just need to get there. I, it doesn't really necessarily mean I don't need no first class. I just need to get there sometimes. Other times, I do try to spoil myself, but I don't, be try, I don't try to go overboard with it. No, that that's great, and and to yeah, to to be able to think back to to what your parents went through, and and to instill in you the to understand the value of money, I think is is incredibly important, and and so really cool to hear. Derek Noddy, our guest right now on unpacking it, and and so love hearing about your family and and talking a little football with you, but we also love talking faith here on unpacking it, and and so we'd love to hear a little bit about your faith journey, and and would love to know maybe some some ways that that Jesus has has changed your life and 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 had an impact on you. I was always kind of to myself because I was kind of the biggest dude, and no one really wanted to talk to me. And literally the times like I just felt alone, like I don't know why. It's literally, I like uh like a vision, or I don't know how to describe it. And it was just a, like a thought. It came to my mind that like, it was kind of a voice in the back of my head saying, like, if you're ever really alone, like, I'll just go to, like, this elementary school or, jungle, or like, our jungle gym or not. I'll just kind of sit there and think. Yeah, it kind of felt better because I felt like I was talking to somebody. And then going to college, probably the college, when I was in college, probably the, if I would really describe it, was probably the hardest uh, journey I had to go through without really going in depth about it. Just a lot of things that, um, I had to overcome from being in a, in a like a verbal, a verbally abusive relationship. I had to get out of that. Mm. Uh, like a lot of things, my parents. Oh, I just had to just really a lot of things. I had to really step back from everybody, even my teammates. I just had to be alone for a little bit, just to really, just to really concentrate. Things I had to do, really just kind of focus in on the things that I had to do to make myself better as a person and as a football player. Going through all four years, it was it was a struggle. I'm not gonna lie, but thankfully I had a lot of great friends around me, a lot of great coaches. I don't know the actual name for it, but our team pastor. Um, I was um, hit him up every time I was just going through something, and he really really helped me out. Let's let's end it right there, and and really just appreciate you being a part of the show, and and for coming on and and, and sharing your heart with us 
here on Unpacking It. So, so Derek, wish you the best uh, the rest of the way in the offseason and, and can't wait to see uh, what you and the Chiefs do uh, in your second year in the NFL. So thanks so much. Thank you. He's Derek Noddy, defensive tackle with the Kansas City Chiefs. Up next, we'll do our segment, Unpack This, about the situation with the L.A. Rams and Todd Gurley, right here on Unpacking It. Inspiring conversations and intriguing interviews. More Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson after this. This is Unpacking It. I'm Bryce Johnson. It's time for our final segment of the day. We call it Unpack This, where I take a current sports story and relate it to the Bible and our own lives. So let's jump right in. During the last couple of seasons, L.A. Rams running back Todd Gurley has been one of the best players in the league. However, he's averaged 326 touches per season over the last three years, and while compiling impressive stats, his body has unfortunately taken a toll. Despite overcoming a major knee injury during college and thriving in the NFL, last year he re-injured his knee, and it continues to be a concern heading into the season. So, to lighten the load on his left knee, he is looking to lose 6 pounds and get down to 218. Also, the team is going to use other running backs to carry part of the workload. NFL Network's Ian Rappaport has concluded the days of Todd Gurley just being the straight-up, every-down bell cow are probably over and said this is a team that is clearly ready to spread the ball around. Now, in our own lives, all too often, we want to carry the load and don't like to give up the ball. We want to be the workhorse that takes on all the responsibility in life. And even when we're injured, we try to muster up enough of our own strength to keep going. The truth is, though, all of us need to share each other's burdens. We need someone to come alongside us and help carry us. And we need to help with the heavy load others are dealing with as well. We need to serve one another, make sacrifices, assist those who are struggling, and love well. The Bible says, carry each other's burdens, and in this way, you will fulfill the law of Christ. So, as Todd Gurley looks to lighten the load on his knee, and the Rams switch their strategy to share the load between multiple running backs, let's implement a similar approach in our own lives. Today, let's surrender and realize we don't have to be the only one carrying the ball, but we can share our burdens with others. So I hope you're willing to unpack that for yourselves and really appreciate you joining me today and hope you'll stay connected with us throughout the week on social media and on unpackingit.com. If you have any thoughts about today's show, you can email me, Bryce at unpackingit.com. Until next time. I'm Bryce Johnson. I'm a sports fan who follows Jesus. I believe in the good news that he died on the cross for my sins. He was resurrected, and through faith, I have been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join me as we live life as sports fans who follow Jesus together. Have a wonderful week. This has been Unpacking It with Bryce Johnson on Sports Byline USA and Sirius XM, Channel 211, Dan Patrick Radio.